Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. The insect apocalypse. I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. And uh, this week we've uh, we finished with our, our, I guess, our horror movie and our Halloween-themed talk from October. Yeah. So we're going to something, you know, real life and real world and, and not at all scary. Real horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the... the I guess you would say the inevitable insect yeah. apocalypse. And to make sure we don't confuse people, we're not talking about insects killing everybody directly. Which, based on how we title episodes, that's what people would assume because we've called an episode Snake Apocalypse, which is about the snakes yeah. when, causing the apocalypse. When you first texted me and were like, oh yeah, why don't we do insect apocalypse? I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I was thinking of like, insects take over the world and kill us all. <laughs> see, and then see. I remembered <laughs> that we oh, no. talked about we talked about this before, and it's actually it's the other way around. It's, it's the the it, apocalypse it, yeah. of insects. the insects going through their own little apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I was tempted to spend the first half hour talking about like what insects can kill us and um, <laughs> how deadly they, how likely it is that we'll be completely taken over by insects. Um, well, that's what the sequel to this will be called. We'll look at yeah. Insect Apocalypse: The Revenge. Where it's <laughs> them getting their own, their back yeah. on us for, which is just like Men in Black, isn't it? I know there are aliens in that, but oh, it's yeah. very like yeah, it's a giant insects, cockroach But yeah, because uh, I guess a lot of people might have heard this because it's been in the news. It's been a big trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the start of the year, it was very big in the news. Yeah, uh, about the the decline of. Insect, insect populations. Yeah, um, I was doing research, and most of the articles I read were all between seven and nine months old. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, at the start of the year, it was all over the place, yeah. and a lot of people like kind of didn't. Not that they didn't care about. Well, they didn't care about, it, but it was more like they were like, "So what? Like it's just insects." Yeah, and like before, without even going into why it is important, I would just say it's important because losing a critical mass of any life form yeah. is a big deal. Absolutely. Like it doesn't matter what they are. Like if, if like no, it's because it's, it's something like a forty percent de- decline. So yeah, to lose a critical mass of any creature that lives on your planet, that should worry everybody. That's a bad omen. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's something is something wrong is happening. Yeah, and we don't like really take into account the the lives of creatures so far down on the on the pecking order or on yeah, the food yeah. chain. But uh, they they do account like they account for eighty percent of all life on Earth, yeah. And if they're declining at that rate, that's a huge that's a huge deal. Yeah. Like for the oh, decline yeah. of living organisms on Earth. Yeah. And I read a good one, a good one today, and it was um, if you were to take the the weight of all the insects in the world um, and oh, put I it against the weight it. of humans, there's seventeen times more yeah insects in terms of biomass. So if you took all the insects, put them in a big blender, and put all the humans in a big blender, you'd have seventeen times more. Just like yeah, yeah. I think the the way I saw it was like if you put insects and humans, all of insect life and all of human life on a giant galactic scale, oh yeah, they'd outweigh us by a factor of seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is insane. Oh, this is like the idea, like the population of the world can fit into like. I think is it like Massachusetts or something? Mm. There's some like specific. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is. Where like insects, even though they're a lot smaller, it, they 
feel like half the United States. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... Or it's like that thing that the actual... Now, it's not, this isn't in terms of weight, but in loss of life. Like, there's more, uh, like, field mice and stuff killed uh, to produce tofu than there are cattle killed to produce beef. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love stuff like that. So. And it's like, if you're a proper, like, all life is sacred, well, a mouse's life is as important as a cow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those things. I was hoping this conversation, I was thinking about this earlier, I was like, I have so many issues with vegans, right? <laughs> no, just hold on. <laughs> That's not a note I had written down or anything, so I might have gotten that wrong. Yeah. So nobody, like, don't give me shit. It's it's something like that I read before. And it might not be tofu. Yeah, it yeah. might just be, like... No, no, no. It's corn or... No, no, but it's, no, but it's any... Um, but any kind of, like, big crop farming and monocropping and stuff like that, like, there's a lot of loss of life of organisms and insects and... Then things like field mice and yeah. birds. This whole habitats are wiped out for, and it often needs crops. to be done on such a large scale. Yeah. That it's, it, as we'll get into later, yeah. it's quite detrimental to just the ecosystem surrounding. Yeah, and the biggest monocrop in the world is soybeans. So I've heard that before, yeah. which is usually used as meat and protein substitutes and things like that. So like, yeah, um, but basically, like I I know a lot of vegans and. A lot of them are on this very high horse of things. That, but I always... My favourite argument with them is the simple avocado. I'd have thought a right. vegan would have been against horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> no, yeah, avocados versus eggs. Because that's a big thing. Is like that a... Basically, avocados are about the same kind of nutrition. <laughs> avocados versus eggs. That sounds yeah, yeah. like it'd be a... One of those Facebook games from back, you know, like Farmville <laughs> like and that. For yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a mobile game. And uh, <laughs> we're developing. Um, but uh, like very simple kind of thing is that, yeah, a lot of vegans and vegetarians or people who don't really eat eggs, they'll use avocados as a substitute because it's similar calorie and fat content um, and very similar nutrition Yeah, that you get from an egg. But an avocado, most of them come from very far away especially when you live in the northern hemisphere Um, (laughs) so we come from very far away i'm just like seeing a cartoon avocado like yeah that's exactly (laughs) what i was trying to and most come from either south america or um, african countries as well and the (laughs) the amount of because like for them to grow it and then for it to travel and then the pesticides used and all that kind of stuff or you could buy an organic egg from like five miles down the road. Yeah, yeah. But probably most people from probably f- don't need to travel five miles. No, but from yeah. a free range chicken that's just been like eating grass and worms in the yeah. ground somewhere. Or you, now, could okay. bu- or you could have a bunch in a pen in your backyard if you really- Or you yeah. could, yeah. Or it's like, okay, yes, a lot of eggs are come from these battery hens and it's really horrible and stuff. But not if you buy the right, it's like if you buy free range organic eggs. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're Absolutely, probably going to cost yeah. you the same as an avocado, and there's a much smaller in, uh, environmental footprint for it. But I feel like ends. most most vegans probably aren't. It's not they're not environmentalists necessarily. It's more about just the life. There's it's the life of the animal. They don't want to be cruel to an animal. It's a different. Well, and I think that's yeah. kind. I think that's quite misguided. Like I, I yeah. would because I'm very conscious of what I eat yeah, in terms too. of my impact on the environment. 
I'll be honest, like I kind of couldn't give a shit about the animal behind it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of them suffering, but like I'm most people pretend that they care and they still yeah. eat burgers. I'm just being honest and saying like when I eat a burger I don't feel guilty. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. But I'm trying I do try not to eat them because Oh you know they're bad. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, For I'm other saying, reasons. Yeah. yeah. I I've I try to eat a lot less meat now and I eat a lot more veg and things like that, but um and and humans we do eat way too much meat. <clears throat> yeah. Like we only need like three servings of meat a week really is the max we need. Yeah, and yeah. People have it like two to three meals a day <laughs> yeah, <you know>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, just to go back to that like i will avoid like that like it's 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 not that i avoid certain meats but i avoid certain types where where i know that well this this animal wasn't treated in anything close yeah. to a humane yeah. way I, I care enough about their life that i'm not going to support them being treated in a poor way yeah, yeah. like chicken dippers and shit like no, that no. where jesus no, like when no. you see like the conditions where like fast food yeah where, where the farms where that comes from like fuck that i i like i could not actually have any part in that no like, no that's that is just like that's just pure evil yeah, like, it, yeah. it actually just comes that's like it's evil you evilness. picture like the pigs from animal farm or the bosses in that <laughs> plant like uh smoking cigars with their top hats and yeah <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's when you see those videos fuck yeah, we've <laughs> already gone way off topic. But, no, well, but not it's, really. It's actually, related yeah. because it's no, it's that type of intensive farming that seems to be is mostly the main cause of what's causing um, a decline I, in insect. I think it's a twenty eight. They reckon the study I saw they put twenty eight percent. How do I phrase this? But twenty eight percent of the blame essentially oh, is yeah. down to agricultural farming. Yeah, and like sixteen percent or something. Um, don't have these written down i'm just going by memory it's around 16 percent is pesticide uh, oh yeah climate change deniers will be happy to hear this they actually only put uh climate change to i think around five percent of the responsibility uh, lies in climate change i have a list of reasons here if you want me to think because you've mentioned a few of them um for me to go through them um or is it too soon for that because you've kind of started on it. No, no, uh, well, we'll, we'll give people, because people might not know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we'll start off then, as we're talking about the farming. I have, uh, in the US alone, uh, insects basically contribute, in, like, as a workforce, right? They contribute $57 billion to the US agricultural economy a year. So if we did, if, if the US didn't have the insect life, the work insects do in soil and pollination, all that kind of, of stuff. Of course, yeah. They, it would cost, basically the best best way to put it is it would cost 57 billion to replace that work done by, say, it being done by hand or by machine or whatever that insects do for free. Yeah, yeah. They do yeah, that yeah. work. <laughs> by just being insects, just doing their thing, just by eating and collecting pollen yeah, and, yeah. and uh, growing and eating each other and everything. That's what they contribute to like soil nutrition and so many different things so like, yeah such a, a, a crucial part of the ecosystem and that's one country that's just yeah. the us upon hearing that why people should be worried is because a recent study uh found well actually not a recent study but a review of 73 other studies so fairly oh, in depth yeah. uh and it comes from the journal of biological conservation says that 40 percent of all known insect species 
are on the decline. Yeah. And as we said, the main cause is down to agriculture and pesticide and pollution and deforestation. Yeah. Uh, clim- I, climate change yeah. is a factor, but as I, as we said, in the bottom of the list, yeah, yeah, which is insane. That because which means that it's completely it's man made. Uh, yeah, as well, and this is what I find funny. Like, so when you hear people like denying climate change and like all the things, like, oh, you're wa- you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that. Like, you're wasting your time. Yeah, it's like yeah. fine, but all the stuff that like let's let's okay, let's assume climate change is a massive just not a lie but let's assume everybody's right it's it's natural it's going to happen either way yeah yeah all the things that people think we're doing that causes it are all the things that are still causing the decline of insects like the mass agricultural the pollution the use of pesticides so we should probably stop anyway (laughs) (laughs) i i used to have this argument it's 12 years ago i was in i was in boston on a student visa and i worked for greenpeace so i was standing on the street in boston with like oh yeah i forgot vi- you were like, actually i've my rain jacket in my bag that it has greenpeace written on the back of it um, it's still in there cuz it's a right nice rain mac i have yeah yeah i um, remember jesus that's real handy um and jeez you've had you had that a long time yeah yeah and it was probably second hand when it was given to me as well. <laughs> um but the, like a fucking hippie you know that's <laughs> oh, yeah, i i think i i used to like jokingly make yeah, fun yeah. of you when i see you and that was the thing, was our big thing was climate change. That's what was the big push we were doing, like, on the streets, like, trying to... St- it was all about, like, getting sponsorship. Yeah, stuff, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of Greenpeace now or anything. Basically, they're just another non-profit who just make lots of money and don't do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like most non-profits. A lot of that stuff came out more recently, though. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I thought I was a warrior changing the world yeah. and stuff. And I was, I was like, 21. <laughs> but anyway... I had this guy, like, and it happened all the time, but one particular day, there was this guy, like, trying to give me a DVD that would, like, convince me climate change is bullshit. And I was like, okay, well, and I literally, I had a, I had a, a, uh, oh my God, what's the word? Uh, like, I had a flip folder of different causes. Yeah, right, right that's yeah, what yeah. Uh, Clipboard, sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the word clipboard. That's really stupid. Um, I couldn't think of the word clipboard. Was, I, I thought that in my head. And I was yeah. like, oh no, he must be. He must have some fancy word. He's no, trying I couldn't to... think of the word clipboard. I was like, a board that clips. So That's like... weird when that happens. I, yeah. I, 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 I forgot the word mortgage the other day. It was really weird. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a loan, but they call it something else. When you buy a house. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Um, but uh and like literally page one was climate change and then mm. page two was um like water pollution and page three was something else and so, you know things, uh, the whales and so you know like things like that so he started i started up and of course my go-to was climate change and because that was what i knew most about and yeah. he was going on this big rant and i went okay then let's talk about pollution instead and i flipped the chart and he's like no no, no i want to talk about this and <laughs> yeah. i was like no, but the whole point is, I'm trying to argue, is do you not think it's really bad that we pump, like, chemicals and shit into water and kill, <laughs> yeah. and kill fish? Oh, but it doesn't change. And it doesn't have any effect on the ozone layer. There's plenty like, of scientists to uh, say yeah, otherwise. Like, so I was just like, okay, okay, well, then let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about how industry does this. And That's what, the, like, part of me feels like, would we be best off to just gather everybody around and say, lads, let's just stop talking about climate change. 
let's just focus yeah because like every like people are finding are always going to find ways to deny this but like there's other stuff that you cannot dispute the the, the insects are declining and yeah, it's yeah. as a result of their natural yeah. habitats being destroyed through massive industrial agriculture and pesticides and yeah. like so let's just focus on that and that, hopefully that's the we reason can... we want to stop them yeah. no, we don't care about it's co2 yeah, yeah it's because the insects are dying or but like but it's the simple thing of like you know that lake you know half a mile away from that factory is acidic and all the fish are dead clearly it's something coming out of that factory yeah that's a simple and, and that's the kind of oh, just to emphasize because this is such a touchy subject for people and because they, they might message us and be like, "Well, no, you can't do that. We're not actually saying we should not- ignore <laughs> climate change and make this the issue." Of course, there are other reasons that climate change yeah, yeah. is an issue, but you, I think people would understand our point. What what we're saying is that this is everything that this isn't disputable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all the, all the the main causes to climate change are just the main causes to everything that's wrong in nature anyway so you don't need to like even if you don't think climate change is an issue if you don't think the planet's getting hotter and it's going to you know that our fucking grandkids are just going to be burning alive by the sun okay fine that's probably not going to happen we're all going to be underwater in 10 years yeah probably not going to happen but we're probably going to lose more insects and we're going to have less pollinators and we're going to have more invasive species as a result. And It's, it's going to cost you 57 billion a year in agriculture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so just back, so, so a 40% uh, drop. And like, I guess that, that uh, to me, that sounds like a huge number. Yeah. Uh, to a lot of people, it, it may not. I think you mentioned the price, what it costs the economy. I think that probably better illustrates yeah, yeah. How, how big of a deal it is but to to just emphasize how big of a number 40 percent of all of a decline in all insect life uh, now actually i have to make this clear because a lot of the articles i read recently or at the start of the year yeah did over exaggerate something and i just did uh, yeah i by accident so now i know why they did it's not forty percent of all insects that are declining. Yeah, it's it's a forty percent decline in all the insects that are at risk. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so sorry, I, I made that um, sound a little worse than it is. I've I've a breakdown of some of those insects. You probably have as well. Dude. I don't, but I just want to say why that still is a big deal is scientists can't actually tell us how many species exist on the world in in the world. Yeah, they still don't know. We're still uh, discovering new ones all it's the time. Estimated that they're around thirty million. So, oh, yeah. but that's such a it's and it's a rough estimate. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so. different different species. So, what has been proven is fifty percent of moths and butterflies are in decline. Uh, right, thirty five percent of beetles. Um, and we've talked about the importance of beetles mm. before, but we'll go into more. And half of again fifty percent of bees and ant species are also in decline so that's kind of where that 40% is coming up it's yeah. kind of averaging out over species that are at risk and I think well, maybe you said this but I believe moths as yeah. well yeah. are I think 58% of moths so, so did you say 50% of moths and butterflies oh, but, yeah. oh sorry you put okay. yeah, yeah. Um but it's not just specialist insects like bees that are that everybody knows bees pollinate flowers and things you know, you know worms like go through the soil all that can, um, but there's a general like 
insects, which can adapt to different environments, different climates, and different food types. They're also in decline, um, and because it's a breakdown of biodiversity and nutrients in soil and things like that, so it just comes from. Again, it's from that's where kind of agriculture and urban sprawl and all that kind of stuff is affecting. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's even things like fruit flies and everything, like all animals. There is a, a there is a decline. Now, obviously, there's some are thriving as well. So it's like, which can because obviously, like we're talking about climate change deniers and stuff. You're gonna have someone who's like, yeah, but there's more like fire ants than there was ever before and stuff is like yeah because they're an invasive species well exactly well that's it um Um, but that's a whole other thing as well yeah Uh, and we'll get into that but yeah and you know like that's why i i mentioned moths because like aren't moth because moths are uh, one of the few like flying nocturnal insects so they're a huge food source for like owls and bats and stuff so if they disappear from the ecosystem you're talking about bats and owls disappearing from the ecosystem and they if they disappear yeah. from the ecosystem then i know foxes you know it, it, like oh, yeah, nocturnal yeah. creatures it yeah, has yeah. this huge effect and then what's the knock-on effect the knock-on effect yeah and you only need to, when you do that sort of like six six degrees of the ecosystem kind yeah. of thing it's, it all goes to kevin bacon it all goes to kevin bacon. <laughs> he's, he's the big cause yeah. <laughs> or the solution or both so and that's the thing like so with such huge numbers you might be forgiven for like like is in huge numbers of just insects being around like there's yeah, so yeah. many uh like you you can't be forgiven for just like not noticing that they're on the decline i've noticed have you well that's what i was going to say if people think really hard if if you just think about it yeah it's you've definitely noticed and we'll tell you how after this break and I, I'm guessing by the way you looked at me, you've heard of this, uh, the window screen phenomenon. Yeah, I was I was going to bring it up. This <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, guy is like the, the splat expert. Yeah, well, for, for listeners, we, so we've both read about this, obviously, but for listeners, this is a name given to, I guess you would say it's ane- anecdotal observations. Oh yeah, was it, he's a splatologist or something, is this guy? Or, uh, uh, yeah. Self-given title. <laughs> but it's not really, it's yeah, it's not like it's one guy. Um, well, it was it was started by one guy. I, I've forgotten his name, though. I meant to take a note of it. Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a weird way to tell her. Sorry. Yes, so, but it's a name given to observations going back to around the 2000s where motorists, mainly in the UK and Germany, would report finding fewer insects under window screen after those long summer drives. Whereas decades beforehand, your windows would have just been, like, just splattered with just specks of black and <laughs> yeah if you're old enough to be driving this long you like if you're our age yeah do you know you notice personally a decline i i do because i did um i did a big road trip about five six years ago about six years actually six years ago exactly because i know when it was and uh it was the summer i remember it was summer my wife's granddad died and that was six years ago and we did this road trip across Ireland and at one point we had to pull in we ran out of um like water in the windscreen wipers and we had to pull in to a garage and get water and clean the windscreen because like we started not being able to like see out the windscreen because yeah and it was like July as well so it was like height of like insect season and stuff and then this summer 
six years later, we did another big road trip. We drove around loads of Ireland, and it was nowhere near the same problem at all. And it was good weather as well, like because it's usually when it's it's sunny after it being a bit of rainfall and stuff. And we had that kind of weather where it was like sunny and then it'd be raining and sunny and then raining because our summer was like that this year. Mm. And um, it just wasn't an issue. Like we had a few, I had one big like bug splat on my windscreen that I had to clean before we like the morning before we headed off on the next leg of our trip after staying yeah, in a hotel yeah. like that kind of thing and it was where that last time six years ago it was like one long journey we were driving for like eight hours or something yeah. and it was a huge problem well I definitely remember like it was always like you just it was a, a consistent like how your window looked after like an hour long journey yeah all throughout the 80s and 90s it was consistent it just looked the exact same and it was around the early 2000s where it's funny because a lot of like in the uk it was a lot of like phone-in shows yeah where it would just start bringing it up and that's how it kind of kicked off where people yeah took it seriously like yeah there is a a lot less but i guess you know what actually for non-drivers i guess a good thing to compare it to because likewise in the 90s early 90s every morning when i was like opening like back when i was living at home and I'd open my bedroom curtains. There was always like one or two, either bees or wasps, yeah. dead on the windowsill. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And maybe not every morning, but you know, it'd be common to find like dead flies and yeah, bees yeah, it was and more stuff. Common, yeah. Nowadays, well, you do with flies nowadays, but like I, I could not tell you the last time I saw a dead bee on my windowsill. Oh yeah. Which I don't know. I, I find that no, even somewhat worrying. Worrying. It's some, it's something I noticed because I like. Didn't go, I'm mating in the garden all the time in the summer and growing veg and stuff like that. It's something I've noticed is there's just less insects around. There's oh, yeah, less yeah. of them around. It's, uh, and Cycling, that's where oh, you yeah. notice it too because like 10 years ago when you were, if you cycled, not not in the city, but well, anywhere really, you ended up like at least like if you, if you were cycling like somewhere a good distance, say you're cycling for 40 minutes, at least three times during that cycle you end up coughing because you swallowed a book oh yeah <laughs> it just doesn't happen anymore wow that's scary yeah i can't, i couldn't that's i've never thought i cannot tell you the last time i accidentally swallowed a book but that, used, that just happened when you're out like for a run in the park and stuff funny you say that a free fly went up my nose yesterday in my kitchen. So, <laughs> well, why we- didn't you tell me that before we started doing this episode? The <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, actually, this year we had it's around my birthday, and we had it's June, and uh, we've like our compost bins, like the we in Dublin they're brown bins, like, yeah, um, yeah, and it's just a bin collected by a bin truck, but you can put it's all green waste and stuff on it, and. <clears throat> That's uh, the the only times I doubt the insect apocalypse is when I leave out yeah. my brown bin and I'm like, fuck. And, uh, whatever day it was in June, it was just those tiny fruit flies and they were just in throws. And I put something out in the bin and I had all the windows open because it was a really warm day. And for the next like two weeks, I had hun- hundreds, literally hundreds of fruit flies all over my house. Like I... I uh, Every day I went around and I hoovered them up, like with the vacuum cleaner. I was going around, uh, like sucking them up with it and trying to get rid of them. And none of it was working. And then we just started putting these traps everywhere where we put um, like the sticky traps. No, where you just take like a cup and you put like a bit of honey in water and a bit of oh vinegar. yeah yeah. 
and we had them everywhere and it was disc- throwing them <laughs> you out. went all Kevin McAllister on them yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but throwing them out they, it was disgusting they were full like it looked like there was one cup I threw it and it looked like instant coffee but it was just oh. dead flies uh, like when I poured it out <laughs> at the bottom of it it was disgusting it was so horrible oh, sounds like a Slipknot music video or something yeah yeah it was, it was that kind of visual it was scary like it was just black at the bottom it was like like an inch like deep of just dead flies and in that week I didn't think oh yeah there's a decline in, in insects yeah. but it was that one type of fly and it was whatever it happened to be their mating yeah and well they're like, fruit flies like they yeah, just yeah. spring up and they, they, what's their life cycle like I don't know they're probably like larvae in fact, larvae would, to fully grown I would like say the fact seeing more fl- fruit flies is probably evidence of the, the decline because yeah. they're there because of the mass production of exotic fruits and stuff and also there's probably some other insect that eats them which is in decline yeah yeah and that's well and that's it yeah and we'll get to that too later we'll, yeah, uh, yeah just to go back to the window screen phenomenon as they call it oh yeah so in i'm not sure how much information you have well i no yeah, you work away yeah so in 2004 the uk in the uk the royal society for the protection of birds put this theory to the test by creating the splatometer did you come across this no <laughs> okay so this was a. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a pretty pretty elaborate device, or at least the name would suggest it was. It was a piece of PVC film that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that they gave to motorists to put on their, um, I think it was on their license plate. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it would just, like, literally just collect the amount of insects. Oh, wow, well, okay. Um, that they hit on the road. So, uh, yeah, I think during 40,000 40, people took part in it and recorded... <laughs> 324,000 plus splats. So that's... Oh, like over a certain day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. At an average of one every five miles. Yeah. So there was no... The problem with this study, if you can call it that, there was no historical data to compare it to. Of course, yeah, yeah. But it would seem like one every five miles. And it's a small radius, only on the number plate. But I think that seems very low. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Now... Because I, I, I was watching a video earlier and it was a guy who... He he wrote a book on it on basically what? identifying splats. Okay. Um, And then his son, who's an app developer, developed an app. So there's an app where you can basically photograph the splats on your windscreen and it'll tell you what it was. Oh, uh, okay. that's pretty cool. Right? That's that's and, so and has that, that been used to like measure? Yeah, yeah. That but that's been used to measure the decline. Measure, yeah, oh, okay, well. I no, I didn't come across. Yeah. So that's what you were talking about when you were saying. Yeah, the that's what I Yeah, yeah. So he, probably, he, he, he won some kind of like joke Nobel Prize for it. So he probably based his work on this uh, this research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This elaborate research. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually quite good. I'm not. I don't want to be too dismissive. No, it's interesting. Right? But it, but. Yeah, there was no data to compare it to, and they didn't repeat the experiment in the following years, and that's what I find like. Well, what was the point? Well, yeah, what? what? <laughs> yeah, now do it every year in the same like the same day every year or the same season or whatever. Now the other side of it is forty thousand people took part, and I think again it was like morning ra- like BBC radio DJs were the ones that promoted it. Oh yeah, 
and I think the goal was just to make it like a citizen experiment and create awareness. In oh, which yeah, case, yeah. it was. It seems like it was probably very successful. Yeah, yeah. But I still think they should have. Like, I'd take part in that. Yeah. I would take part in that. Like throughout the year, I'd be like, I will keep that every year. I will get a new like splatometer and just take part in this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's nice to be a part of like a study as well to help Absolutely. the data. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna start one. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that could be the cause we get behind. every podcast has some charity yeah, yeah. to support every year like <laughs> they, they do something like the weekly planet at the moment is doing the oh they're the doing seaweed. the seaweed yeah, yeah. yeah that's a cool thing that's yeah, a really yeah. cool one we should put a link to that yeah or we should put a link to uh the new splatometer campaign <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think they, they've probably finished that have they they might have they raised a lot of money for it it was really good yeah and isn't it like somebody will match whatever they raise or something is there something like yeah, that? yeah they have a sponsor who's gonna do it i think that's great everybody should. i, I love Weekly it when Planet. companies do that they're like we'll match one of your raise and you're like we raised 100 grand <laughs> yeah. they're like ah <laughs> fuck <laughs> like, uh, yeah. what a great thing to do something like that and be like oh yeah i'm gonna give it to charity and then you raise a million and you give like 100 grand to charity you're like thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> or just give it to a ridiculous charity <laughs> like the splatter <laughs> like, was it like Darren Brown that got in trouble because like he done some like charity show oh yeah and and it was just like a normal Darren Brown show so I don't know why anybody was annoyed you still you paid money to see a Darren Brown show oh yeah but, but he, all the proceeds went to, went to charity and it went to a parrot like conservation going yeah and people were like outraged. It went to such a like pointless charity, and it's like, well, I mean, is it any different than a dog's? The dog's trust. It's still like they need the same like care. I'm sure there's like plenty yeah, of. Power. It was probably something like his niece works there or something like whatever. But still, like, I think so he's just really into parrots. Like that's his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's fine. Like, but people are outraged because it just seems, and it does like it sounds a bit silly, but like. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of people that buy parrots in pet shops and then don't want them anymore. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they live for like a hundred years. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> but just just to... as you said that, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like like tortoise charities. Yeah, your ten euro a month doesn't go as far when it's like look when you're sponsoring an animal that outlives you. Like, <laughs> uh, I know I know somebody works. I think he's retired now, but he worked for um, a donkey charity. In the UK, it's a big thing. Uh, like, and he worked there for like thirty years or something. It just sounds funny, but uh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, to get back to where we were, uh, which I can't really remember. But yeah, so the splatometer wasn't the most uh, scientific uh, experiment. But it sounds like from what you, the version you're telling me, that's like an advanced version of that. Sounds like yeah, yeah. That, that's a that pretty scientific calculation. Yeah. No, just I watched a video on it, and they were just—it was just a YouTuber had done a profile on this guy. That was all. And, um, but I must find the guy. I didn't even get to catch the guy's name, and uh, right. um, but he he developed it, and like it's—he's a professor in some university, and he made this like his his thing is that yeah. he talks about like he was on Jay Leno and everything talking about it and stuff so he's he's the same he's trying to spread awareness about yeah. it and, but then yeah his son developed an app to help you identify them and cool. but I wonder does it record like how many you have whatever and uh, but the YouTubers in it they created a thing like a splatometer but they did it at the the top of their windscreen 
So they just did like the, to catch the corpses. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. It was really interesting. Um, just like the amount of it sounds really counterproductive there's like it's this huge decline in insects so we're going to use we're going to measure how many we kill with our cars <laughs> to know how many are alive yeah but it's well, you're taking that journey either way so that's the thing yeah. is uh, it's gonna happen but, um i but it's funny because when i first watched that video i thought it it was gonna go in the direction of oh and it's turned out that migration habitats have changed because of roads or something. It's like, so in a way, insects have learned to avoid cars. I thought that's where it was going to go. But no, it's agriculture and <laughs> yeah. poison and <laughs> things. But either either way, like, I guess just, just measuring how many insects you squash on your car probably isn't the best metric. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there, are, there are far more accurate uh, measuring systems to the the show the decline like running through a field with the big piece of fly <laughs> fly paper well that's uh, good for yeah oh i thought you were going i thought you were talking about cat and catching butterflies <laughs> like in a net <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's one way to do it though yeah which is used to capture butterflies and escaped mental patients <laughs> <laughs> you ever first thought of that it was a fucking genius a it was probably like mark's brothers or something like that but still fucking genius uh, <laughs> um so yeah a paper a paper published in <laughs> yeah, it's a great Im- <laughs> it's just the image of that sorry it's isn't that one. even in like the watchmen when like so. <laughs> the character like when it show when you're seeing the flashbacks of like rorschach as a kid and stuff like it? no it's like one of the original watchmen or the Minutemen. yeah he's like brought into the to the loony bin but in the background you see a guy oh, with like, a butterfly net <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great uh. but so yeah a paper published by the public library of science in 2018 found that more than 70 sorry found more than a 75% decline in flying insect biomass in protected areas uh, so the, the method behind this research was Far more scientific than the splatometer. For this, researchers used big, like, tarps, this tent-like structure, and they just trapped insects across various conditions and terrains. So, grasslands, swamps, shrubland, everywhere. Everywhere you'd find insects. And they'd done it for a period of 27 years. Wow, okay. And found a steady decline in everything from parasitic wasps to hoverflies and wild bees, just like over over the board, they just found a decline of all of species, everything. Yeah. Just like I was saying, the general spe- like all species is just coming down, not just the ones that have a specific role in nature that we benefit the most from, like <coughs> pollinators. And yeah, stuff, but all of them. And they also done it across sixty three unique locations. Wow. Uh, and it was pretty now i well i don't know if it was like a match every 63 saw the same decline in each one but overall all 63 locations saw it saw a decline wow over 27 years so like there's no you you can't argue against that like yeah yeah. to me that that's absolute evidence that there's like a steady decline of these insects now the the 63 locations used for the research they'd have had varying levels of protection yeah uh, so some would have been nature reserves some would have just been i don't know parks 
you know, do, 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 no, nowhere was like wild as such because you're setting yeah. up all these tarps for scientific experiments. People might point to that. It's like, oh, well, they didn't test it out in the wild. But the most preserved land is probably the best place to test it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's created to create the best conditions for these insects. So yeah. if you're losing these insects in the best and condition built for them, imagine what it's like in the wild. And that they're doing it over 27 years in say a protected park or whatever it's relatively going to stay the same for that 27 yeah. years where uh it happened did you did you read that thing recently where there was a county council was that here where yeah it was here there was a county council in dublin who just dumped a load of crap into a protected area yeah. where scientists were doing like Did so, you, I saw, so a it, university had mapped out was it in Tala like yeah. a park in Tala yeah this park that was kind of swampy uh, marshland they were doing research like that they were checking things like insect life and frog and mm. newt life and everything and they were doing loads of research there was a bunch of like students doing their thesis is on it it was a whole university there was funding behind it and they'd mapped out whatever it was like five square kilometers and one day the county council just dumped a bunch of like clay and old cement on in like a huge area of it and just killed off to, everything to, for american listeners county council would oh, be shit, the, yeah. would be the equivalent of like parks your parks and recreational department i yeah. guess or no yeah. not part they would oversee that but other like housing uh-huh. and development and everything kind of yeah, our county council they look after our parks, and then like local um, development. So yeah, they're responsible for loads of stuff. Um, so and, and so we have councillors the same way that America has councillors, but the county council are yeah. So it's the guys who like they they cut the grass in like parklands. Yeah, and yeah. They develop. Uh, but they're also behind things like road developments and all that <coughs> that's kind of it. Stuff. It's it's more like a because ma- Ireland's much smaller than America. We don't need dif- different departments for each, so it's kind of like well, we we've we've Dublin City Council, and most of their work is si- yeah is city planning and sanitation and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. then where I grew up, it's Fingal County Council. It's, it's actually the biggest county council in Ireland, and they look after the, all these big parks and. They collect all the bins and they cut all the grass in like public well, think, areas. Yeah, and, and that'd be it's that all over, really. Yeah, yeah, and so they are responsible for the maintenance of these lands, and they just dump. <laughs> yeah, like, but that, but that's like in America for in the states, like the idea of like the parks and rec department dumping shit in the parks would be unheard yeah. of. What did they even dump? It was just like topsoil and. Yeah, it, well, no, yeah, it, it wasn't like they yeah, it wasn't like they were dumping toxic waste or anything. No, no. But it just like meant well, nothing. But the, but really... they filled in like a lake. Yeah, <laughs> with like soil from a construction site. So it was like rubble and clay and crap and it's rebar f- and crap. It was just crap that had gone into dump trucks somewhere that the county council were developing somewhere over one side of somewhere, and then they yeah. were like, oh, there's nothing over there. But it was it was protected land, like that they yeah. were responsible for, and it was some senior guy just went, "Oh, just dump it there." Yeah, Ireland's, without checking Ireland's on it. Weird because it. like Bordenamona do more work on like maintaining parklands than the actual council do. Yeah, yeah and they're a semi-state. They're a semi-state. They're essentially like 
they're an energy company. They're basically a coal mining company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who preserve better? That. It's bizarre. It's like, so strange. Do you know the original plan was to have them to run Irish water as well? <laughs> Maybe it would have worked out. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so <laughs> with, with this test, the lands they done the test in are, are lands that have like the lowest levels of human interference. Oh yeah. So this would be a a conservative estimate. So like yeah, I, I think that's a yeah pretty terrifying study. There's really good initiatives. I'm probably going too far now. We'll do that. Come back to that later. With like doing wildflower gardens and all that kind of stuff. At the moment. Uh, yeah. Well, we can get that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk that towards the end. We can talk about agriculture yeah. as like when we're talking about sort of solutions, maybe, and that'd be a good po- point. Yeah. To bring it up. No, just just to add to that study, a, a further study in a Puerto Rico rainforests have shown biomass losses between 78 and 98 percent for ground foraging and canopy dwelling anthropods yeah and that's over that's consistent over a 36 year period an annual that's an annual loss of 2.7 percent wow and that's like that has to that can only be uh like air pollution and stuff you know like that's and well maybe water like because that's in areas that aren't developed you know that's scary yeah and it's terrifying because w- when you think of all all these numbers we're throwing out with a 40 with 40 percent of known insects on the decline yeah and a third endangered the rate of extinction is moving eight times faster than that of mammals, birds, and reptiles. So it's a it's a loss on in terms of biomass. It's a loss of all globally. It's a loss of two point five percent a year. Wow, that's uh, way more than like climate change, temperature increases, or anything like that's yeah. insane. So so of the forty percent at the start, we said about forty percent on the decline. Uh, in our lifetime, we could see that forty percent extinct. Yeah. Now, Johnny. The planet goes through these natural cycles. Right? <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, um, we we talked about at the start is this insect apocalypse. It's a, it's an an apocalypse for them. It's an apocalypse for ants, beetles, and pollinators. Yeah. The big the big thing how it affects us, and we we alluded to at the start, yeah. is it will mean less predators for some of the Pests, creatures on yeah. the lower end of the food chain so uh creatures like mosquitoes yeah ticks lice a lot of the insects we're losing feed off them so aphids is a big one uh from from growing food aphids are a nightmare but and i said this in our 50 ways Mm. the world could end where we brought we touched on this subject is uh like ladybugs ladybirds they're they're their like main food Yeah, yeah and the aphids main food is the sap in your plants and stuff so they just kill off leaves and things by just sucking so that, them to yeah. death like vampires so we're losing our beneficial insects and the ones that are thriving then are the ones that so not only are we losing the beneficial inf- insects who pollinate but also we're losing it, the ones like, who keep away the pests so well, our losing, pests are increasing well this goes back to like the the wolves in yellow sun you lose yeah. your you lose your apex predator yeah and uh the effect they can have on crops is detrimental but uh far worse at least in theory uh would be 
the loss the loss of insects to prey on mosquitoes for example uh, yeah. just leads to malaria yeah malaria lyme disease lyme, lyme disease you can fucking seemingly get that anywhere yeah that's um, so serious lyme disease is crazy it fucks you up like yeah oh it's horrible it's like <sighs> it's so close to a death sentence yeah. like without the right care and it's so costly to treat like, oh it's like but it fucks your immune system for life yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And no, it's horrendous. It can affect loads of things about your body. and uh, <laughs> It can affect reproduction and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that. Now, and the thing with mosquitoes in particular, their populations vary from country to country and year by year, depending on particular conditions of the season. Uh, like, so, yeah, the wet and warm. And stuff yeah, like. so it's very hard to really say if their numbers have increased or even de- decreased, some reckon they've actually decreased. Uh, m- most evidence actually does suggest that they're on the decline, but we can get to that later too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with less predators, uh, they're probably not <laughs> declining quick enough. So according to stats from the CDC, uh, the Centre for Disease Control, yeah. illness from the skeeto- the skeetos, mosquitoes, ticks <laughs> and fleas is on the rise, having tripled in the US, oh, yeah. with more than 640,000 cases reported between 2004 and 2016. And through those, through those three insects, nine new germs introduced in the same period. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's also worth mentioning, so I said about Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah. and the decline there over the over those few years the the 2.7 percent annual loss of ground forage oh, and yeah. canopy dwelling anthropods quite important that's the same country that also saw a zika virus epidemic in 2016 oh, yeah. uh that had more than forty thousand yeah, people yeah. diagnosed now i'm not saying that their decrease of insect the decline of insects there is what caused the spread like, of this yeah, virus yeah. with the rising mosquitoes be, yeah. but it Looking must, at the numbers, it's like, well, you can't ignore it. It must contribute to it yeah. because obviously the spread of that disease amongst mosquitoes would have declined if more of them were being eaten and it creates more biodiversity within them. And yeah. That, so, yeah. yeah. No, and it is like, it's kind of not guesswork, but yeah, I'm drawing conclusions from two possibly unrelated things, yeah. but thing is we don't even need to do that because there's plenty more examples like we and we've talked about loads like one of the biggest impacts of insect loss would be on other animals birds reptiles we, yeah. we've talked about it the, like there's there's especially fish like fish so much their, fish their main food yeah or insects and like in the west we eat a lot of, a lot of beef but yeah. there's so many corners of the world where fish is their primary primary meat source like or protein yeah pro- yeah. yeah is fish considered meat actually? No, no it's not uh, um it's meat and poultry yeah or sorry meat poultry and fish are the the three yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so like something like that that that's really where it becomes a huge issue and then and this is where we, we we've kind of talked about the another thing to fear <sighs> if, if one species is on the decline another is on the rise it's invasive species species yeah. you were saying it will get like you know more about this than i do but a lot of people when they think of an invasive species 
they think of another creature, another an, an animal or an insect. Yeah. They don't think of a plant. They, nobody thinks of a plant as an invasive no, species. No, there's a huge problem with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you might have noticed. Well, maybe I've noticed because I know exactly what it looks like. But we have a huge problem this summer with uh, bindweed. Right, I had it in I had it in my garden in my old house, and it was a huge problem. And uh, so when I moved house, I ended up just like abandoning a whole like I had really old cultivated like raspberry plants and things like that, like really well established, like perennial edible plants that I could have brought with me and ended up leaving them all there because they were all in the soil, which was just full of this bindweed. And it's one of these things is the more you try and pull it down, the more it spreads. It's like one right. tiny piece of bindweed. It just, it grows like a fucking wolverine or something. I don't know what, it, it's just one little piece, like one stalk or leaf in the ground will become a root and grow a whole plant. Wow. And I've noticed just roadways and in parks and stuff this year, it's fucking everywhere. But there is probably some insect that likes to eat it that has gone yeah. in decline. Um, and that it, it can't handle. And it's probably some grub that like, eats it when it's in the ground so it doesn't even get a chance to come up but it's been yeah. more over the last couple of years it's just become more and more of a problem and now we have here in Ireland we've um, what's it is it Japanese knotweed as well has become a thing that in the last like four years yeah that's yeah, yeah it's huge. all over the UK and starting to come into Ireland as well that's well, invasive I, as well I read some study and I don't have the information on this but it was they essentially measured like all the cases of in, invasive uh, plant life on a new ecosystem, and yeah. out of all of them, fifty six percent of the cases they studied had like severe effects on uh, the overall abundance of all organisms from yeah. the original, be it plant, mice, yeah, yeah, everything. It had it is, a fifty fifty yeah. percent. Uh, in fifty fifty sorry fifty six percent of the cases, it had an overall effect. Yeah. On the decline of all creatures within all organisms within that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's mad because you were saying about like, yeah, it's because like whatever insect might eat that plant isn't around anymore, so it's growing yeah, yeah. more. Kind of the whole thing's just just a great example of how like delicate the the <laughs> circle of life is because it's like so so cattle grazing and like agricultural practices yeah, yeah. are what causes the decline of. A particular insect say yeah its decline is what uh causes an invasive plant life to yeah to thrive to thrive and that invasive plant life will affect agriculture yeah <laughs> and it's yeah they're just killing themselves it's like oh yeah. the dog woke up <laughs> i just saw him at the corner of my eye i forgot he was in the room i was like what the fuck yeah. is that i saw like the reflection on uh, my glass yeah yeah it's like we don't always have the dog in this room, but uh, Leroy is there. We really should. Keep an eye on us. I'd he's, say he's, like, the reason he's been so quiet, too, is because he's just hearing us talk. So he's more... it's real soothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was just sitting here on my laptop and he was here, he'd probably come over and look to be pet patted or something. Yeah, like. because he just doesn't want to be on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you you know more about you, you were going to talk about some of the agriculture. Yeah, stuff. no, I just had a I had like a list of. Well, let's take a break for a second. Yeah, and uh, was it depending where you are, you might hear an ad from one of our advertisers. So yeah, you had some some figures 
Well, no, it's it's, it's more a list of um, like oh, actual causes. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So, like, kind of reasons that are because we allude, we've we've talked about it, some of them anyway, but just more in so insecticides is obviously a big one, which are used widely in like industrial agriculture. They're causing a yeah. huge problem. It's like pesticides, insecticides, um, and that's where you get into the things like you know your your GMO corns and all these like Monsanto products and stuff like that that are just part yeah. of huge like hundreds and hundreds of acres of land that are just sprayed with these chemicals. There's nothing natural in the soil that kills off all the natural soil bacteria. So even if the insects aren't killed by the pesticides themselves, the soil and things like that that they grow and live in um, is just dead. It's just, it yeah. might as well be just like sand. And the only thing it just has, all it has in it is the specific chemicals that help that one species of corn grow or that one species of soy or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's not a very healthier environmental way to grow. And that's a huge problem. Um, and that's where, you know, organic farming and biodiversity and stuff comes in. Then another one is uh, degradation of environments and habitats. Like we're talking about the county council just dumping soil <laughs> yeah. on top of like <laughs> just, just... A, a lake or a, a pond full of life. It's, it's insane. Like just because they just think of oh that's wasteland and just yeah. Well, um, and that's the thing. Like they weren't like your Captain Planet villains like doing it <laughs> deliberately or anything. That's yeah. just an example. Of people just being like oh it's just it's just fuck, it's just an empty empty land. Should just dump. That's the it's the same yeah. thinking of people that like you, you see it down in the country in any like bogland where people will just like have an old mattress they want to get into. I should we just drive down the lane to that bog and we'll just dump oh, it in a ditch. Oh, and once one person once yeah. there's one mattress in a ditch somewhere. Sorry, we yeah. call hedges ditches in Ireland for some reason. Yeah. Um or at least in the country we do. Uh yeah, once one person does it, then you go there a week later and there's an old cooker, there's uh, it just becomes a dump. It's, it's a huge problem down in the allotments where I have where I grow my veg. So, well, uh, right opposite where my plot is, there was an area where myself and several other uh, tenants in the area we started dumping like organic waste. So we had we started dumping like lots of weeds that we didn't want to compost because we were trying not to spread them too much and right, things like but that. but it was still compostable So we, we were making a compost pile. Yeah. And then yeah. one guy, he decided, he went into a new allotment and it was just like a grass field. So what he did is he cut like, say, two inches into the ground and he took all that top, so like all the grass off to just so he just had soil. Right. And he brought it down in wheelbarrows and piled it all up in this section, right? The next week I went down, there was a mattress on it. There was oh, a bag, Jesus a plastic Christ. bags of rubbish. There was, and it was just other people came along, saw this pile of organic waste. Yeah, yeah. And started dumping now. It's full of like broken pallets oh and crap. And then they're starting burning it. And it is literally, I'd say, three meters away from my fence. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Seriously. wow. Because we have a that's dump. Appa- that's yeah. so appalling. Oh. Yeah. And we have a dump area like that with that they burn regularly like a bonfire, which is way over the far end of the field where nobody is. And just because this pile is, people are just not bothered walking over there and they're dumping everything here instead. Because we had a pile of like dead, like weeds and yeah. grass and clay. And um, so people are the worst. As soon as, soon, the worst. And the, as soon as one person sees something there, then everyone will dump something there. 
Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> that's a um so then the other thing is the decline of uh other things, like as we were saying, plants and animals and um and other insects that those insects depend on. So the food of those insects yeah. and plants and animals and so because there's a huge um what's it like um cohabiting co um dependency between like insects and animals and things like that. Yeah. That we don't yeah. think of at all. Like just species of like like you're saying like bats who live off like one type of moth yeah yeah because it's, it's yeah it's the only thing available to them i'm sure yeah, there's yeah. other stuff but um and then there's the displacement of non-native species which is it's which is a huge thing that's been we've a huge problem uh a lot of it started in like the 17 and 1800s with like ships going to like far ends of the world and coming yeah. back and stuff so where um different insects have just been brought around the globe yeah. which they weren't designed that way and yeah and and a lot of it like some of that a lot of that stuff happened accidental and a lot of it was just assholes trying to introduce animals that yeah had, that thought were had interesting yeah or, like you you've heard about is it oh it's a common enough bird here oh shit i can't actually remember name a really common bird here that's, oh, it's like the sparrow or something. I think it? it is the sparrow because it's States, an invasive yeah, species yeah. in the state. You know why this, the sparrow is in the states? Yeah, because it's in the works of Shakespeare, isn't it? Because some fucking asshole wanted to introduce every bird mentioned in the works of Shakespeare into the into, into the United oh, States. States. Yeah, it's um, I think is what we call a robin is actually a different bird in the states. Uh, that man should be beaten with a belt like to- like the way tony soprano would beat somebody with a belt he's yeah. dead he's long dead it doesn't matter yeah but like what an he's act- long dead it was like like 1780s or something you know that. you know like i can picture exactly what he looked like and yeah the type of person he was but anyway yes that's it's the displacement of not like it's a huge problem in australia still to this day is foxes yeah and rabbits. and rabbits yeah yeah because they wanted um, a bunch of English lords introduced them for hunting yeah and um, do you know what actually it's England is the problem and <laughs> <laughs> it would it would appear that that is often the case yeah I, like, I, historically it would seem that the country who travelled around the world invading other countries yeah and now they don't want to, to have anything to do with any of us. Wanting to turn every country. That's the be- best part about British colonies. Like, they travelled the entire world and just wanted to turn every country into England. Have you ever been to Gibraltar? No, but yeah, I'd like to go oh, for yeah. that very I have been. My dad has been, and he was telling me it's the craziest thing ever. Because, so like, you fly into Spain, and then you drive over a bridge, and, like... <laughs> You're in England. They're just um, running around. And like, no, no, like red post boxes. And at the time, it was years ago, it was probably the 90s. And it was like red um, phone boxes and stuff. Yeah. Like you go, you go literally over a bridge and you're like, or a, through a, like down a road and like, and you're just in um, England, but it's Spain. Yeah, yeah. that's mad. And, and like, you can pay for stuff in sterling and things like, it's just bizarre. It's just this... It's just an like an embassy. It's it's it's, it's like British fly, soil. Flying to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's America. Like it's mad. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's non-native species. Um, then another thing is obviously air pollution, water pollution, and 
big one which I didn't think of till I read up on this is light pollution. So yeah. cities and things because they affect your nocturnal animals. Yeah, yeah. And we we've all had a moth that just thinks our light bulb is the best thing in the world. And um, but that's not because they're not used to it. That's not what they, they're trying to. I heard someone tr- try to describe me that it's they actually hate light so they go towards it to try and get past it or something it's this weird oh, thing of like okay. they're going to the brightest point to get beyond it um, okay. that was one theory of why they're so attractive like, it's kind of like an opposite of like the, the night is darkest before the dawn kind of thing yeah. but the, and, and then the funniest one I've ever heard is like but wouldn't they all just fly to the moon then <laughs> Um, that sounds like a it's a children's story about a moth who flew to the moon that's a (laughs) great how has nobody ever written that um or they have nobody sealed that yeah but yeah air air, water and light pollution are a big thing but i would never have thought of light pollution yeah yeah, i I only i've heard it because it affects things like like Something simple like sleeping patterns of certain animals yeah. and stuff, which has a knock-on effect. Um, and then, of course, because of we now live in... Um, this is something we brought up on our 50 Ways as well. Different. We were talking about it, um, a disease or plague. But now there's just this huge spread globally of foods from all over the world. So you have different parasites and diseases and then fungi. So you have cordyceps that only infect like ants in asia but now it's popping up in different parts yeah, of the world yeah. and things like it's finding different animals to affect and then obviously climate change which as you said is quite a small thing but it's everything else is the problem um yeah and it's it, like i think i said it was five percent maybe it's not that low i know i just it was low compared to all the other big factors but either way it's still a huge it's that's like even even if it is five percent yeah that's a big contribution yeah. Um, I said, did you watch the video on Argentinian ants I sent you? No, I didn't get any. Oh, I sent you a link to this video. Okay, well, what I, you I can summarize it in, in Discord. I sent you. Oh, um, I didn't see that at all? Because then this is the next one is invasive species, which we could talk a lot about. Yeah. Um, but I watched this cool video and it was talking about uh, Argentinian ants. So Argentinian ants is like they're quite small. They don't have big pincers or anything. Um. But where in their environment, there's lots of different species of ants that they have to compete against. So they evolved to just have multiple numbers. And what they do is they have more than one queen. So their colonies grow really fast and really big. So you take something like, say, fire ants, which are a problem. They have a colony of like 10,000 ants. The Argentinian ants have 3 million. And what they do is they'll send out like a group of queens will go off somewhere else and develop a colony and what happens over time is they have genetic diversity so then they become enemies so they see themselves as 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 the other yeah and then they're competing against each other so you have all these different colonies like if a b and c are all fighting each other and stuff and they kind of keep each other in check Yeah, yeah right but what happened is when we discovered the americas and all that kind of stuff is we had ships going back and forth and a few made it to the rest of the world like north america and europe but without the genetic diversity so what's happened is they now have um these super colonies like billions so the queen goes whatever you know 100 meters up the road and builds another colony 
but she's it's still a cousin of the one here. So when those two colonies meet, they're like, oh yeah, we're you're, we're cousins. We're not enemies because they have the same pheromones and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. they work together and just become a bigger and bigger and and they've just spread across Europe and they've killed off all the na- load most of the native species of ants. And I think what we now think of as our domestic ant that you see on the ground is actually an Argentinian ant. Okay, um, interesting. I didn't get I didn't get time to look into that specifically, but they seem to be the most common ants now. Yeah, yeah. Like so, when you see a colony of ants very often, that's part of a colony, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're connected like all over. So it's crazy. They are, but they just killed off the Borg. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but because the whole point is, there's other ants that might be bigger and stronger and better than some ants have like poison and stingers and things but just these guys have so many yeah yeah so they can just they can send 10 ants to go attack one ant of another hive it's like if like colony if let's say I would say if like 12 yeah 12 year olds burst into this room and tried to beat us up they'd probably take us yeah 12 of them there were 6 of them six them we could it's just like I, I think even like 10 it's just like once you get past like once you get into double digits yeah, it yeah. kind of the numbers game are going to it's going <laughs> 12, 12 year olds six of them like that's that's three punches each if we got beaten by six 12 year olds I even think 12 we could probably take that was just the number to count you'd get fucked up but you'd probably come out of it okay like yeah yeah once they don't have weapons and stuff I think my nephew's nearly 11. He's pretty weak. I could, like, yeah, <laughs> I could take, I could I could take, take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine like a bunch of him. Yeah, no, 12-year-olds uh, would probably be... No, that maybe they'd be a bit stronger. Yeah, yeah, maybe that is... Maybe I'm being overly confident. Yeah, we could, we could beat up eight eight-year-olds. 12 eight-year-olds? <laughs> well, I... It sounds better, but yeah, surely. <laughs> but then in that scenario, are we the bad guys? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's just one example of innovative species uh, and the Argentinian ant and yeah. just how they work. And the problem was the lack of genetic diversity for them and the fact that they do this whole multiple queens thing and spread out and uh, they spread so so far and so fast where most species of ants don't do that. <clears throat> and yeah, so the one thing that kept them down is the fact that it was taken out, which was the diversity. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. So I think what we've learned from this episode is that uh there's no stopping it. We're all doomed. Yeah. Uh well no, it's not really. because uh, there is a lot we can do to stop it. Well, may, that, well this thing, maybe there isn't a lot the individual can do. I think there has to be like a societal change. A lot of these insects rely on, you know, swamp areas and that's been destroyed. You know, like, there's not yeah, the yeah. individual. It's not like when people, like, the envi- protecting the environment, like, you can reduce your meat intake. Yeah. So and maybe that kind of slows the decline of insects. But the big problem is just agricultural practices and yeah, the land they're taking up and there's nothing really the individual can do about that. No, there's small things like, you know contact your local politicians and communities and where there's parklands and things but nobody's going to do programs that. to but no but it's there's a there's a big initiative here the last year or two which is the there's the wildflowers and um pollinators yeah. encouragement stuff and 
loads of schools are doing these um, insect hotel things. Right? Yeah, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So you're creating, you're trying to attract the insects. So if they have an environment where it's good for them, then hopefully they'll thrive and breed and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that's a big thing. I I even did this year um, down in the allotments of the land. I bought this this box of like wildflowers seeds, and I just scattered them everywhere to just try and encourage more wildflowers to, mm. to help the plant like the insects the thrive and help yeah um because they're so important to everything and yeah. and then as well flowers like that like i was saying they they bring in um i was explaining this to darren our jurassic park guy he's been on a few times and i was explaining this to him uh in my garden one day and he was like Put i it think in. our dinosaur man is what he likes to be called uh, yeah and um <laughs> and he got he was like, explain this to me in terms I can understand. And I went, okay, <laughs> these flowers attract bigger dinosaurs <laughs> that eat the little dinosaurs that eat my plants. And he was just like, oh yeah, I get it now. <laughs> and um, and that's, that's a huge part of that's it. Very good. Like, uh, like I was saying with the ladybirds or ladybugs, whatever. That kind of, um, but it's all about, yeah, just helping protect those areas. And Sorry. That just occurred to me. Why do we call them ladybirds? Because ladybugs in America, and we call them ladybirds. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's bizarre that we call them ladybirds. I never know what to call them now. Like, it's always been ladybirds here, and even like ladybird pub- book Publishing house, yeah. The but they ladybirds. use one as their... Yeah. It was, it was obviously ladybirds before they... Assume so. A, but it's, it's weird to... Because they're not birds. <laughs> they're, they're an insect or a bug. Because yeah. uh, we, we always, like, give out about Americans, like, calling, you know, what we would call crisps, they call chips. And, and what, what they call, call chips, they call fries. Yeah, and we're like, oh, it's ridiculous that they're calling them that. Even though neither makes sense, really. Well, chips, actually, they're... Probably makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, it looks... It's more like a tin, like, it's such a tin layer, I think, of that as being more of a chip. Yeah, but they're crispy. It's a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> but so many things are crispy. Know, we yeah, don't yeah. call it crisp. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they they definitely uh, are in the in in the, in with the ladybug versus ladybird. They're definitely in the right here. Oh yeah. In this case, we're ridiculous that we call it a ladybird. Yeah. In in France, my brother lives in France. There's um, there's these little beetles that look like ladybugs right but they're slightly different shape they're more elongated and stuff they're more of a, a beetle shape I, yeah yeah i've seen them and yeah. um and they i can't remember what they they call them something um because it's the same colors as oh, there's some armed or there's some part of their police force R- oh, okay. and i think it's like parking attendants and they have a specific <laughs> they have a specific word for it, right? So it's like they're not gendarmes, which is the police, but it's something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, but they dress in these black and red uniforms, so they call those insects, whatever these are, like say gendarmes, and it's really funny. I would have thought it was the other way around, like no, that's it's that's the thing. bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should leave it there. I, well, I think we we have to leave it there. I don't think there's any. No, but Where it's um, just trying to greet biodiversity. If you have a balcony or a garden, plant some flowers, and um, you can get things called bee bombs and stuff, which are all these wildflowers in soil, which you can throw out into areas. 
even in your local park throw them out you can make them yourself with seeds and a bit of clay and flour um and it's just a ball you make in your hand and throw them out that kind of stuff and um just be nice to the environment just be and, nice just uh, be nice try and bugs. buy try and buy organic and free range and encourage basically the, the way we stop this kind of huge agriculture is by not supporting it even though it's very it's actually almost impossible not to support it but do the best you can and that's yeah the only way i think um pretty much uh, yeah there is the danger that all the insects are going to team up and kill us all so well, in that a, argument that's then, a fight for another day that's I mean, a fight for another day but i think uh yeah no i think that's how you you survive the i think insect apocalypse yeah and then we'll go on to that one for insect two apocalypse uh, revenge of the bugs revenge of the bugs uh, but if you liked this uh make sure to uh give us a, an old rate and a review on itunes uh if you really liked it you can support us on patreon oh yeah where we have some bonus content on there bonus episodes actually that's kind of the only bonus content but it is a yeah, podcast moment, so yeah. well yeah but i mean it might be all there ever is i mean it's a podcast so bonus yeah. podcasts or you know yeah exactly yeah um, and then you can also find us on Twitter, yeah. instagram facebook or join us on discord where you can talk to us directly the 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 big one is uh patreon for now that's yes. that's what we're plugging patreon and reviews they're the kind of the only two ways you can help us because uh, we, we get nothing even even you heard some ads on this but like that might buy it that that at best that might like buy us beers to have during the podcast <laughs> it doesn't cover anything yeah, yeah, yeah. but if uh, even it's what we'll share a can of beer but uh yeah no patreon we're, we're going to get more content on it i'm liking doing the bonus episodes what occurred occurred to me the other day because I think we've done, like, technically... I think we have three bonus episodes on it so far. But, like, yeah. kind of only two of them are real episodes. But I was wondering, when we hit, like... Because, like, this... I think this is our either 73rd or 74th episode. Or is it our 75th or 76th? Like, do you count your bonus? Oh, yeah. Like, when we hit 100 episodes, we could be on to... We've done, like, 120. Yeah. <laughs> It's a weird one for me, like... Uh, well, it's a hundred real episodes, I guess. Yeah. It kind the, of, pa- the Patreons, have a, it's nearly a different show. Well, that's what, I, that's what I say, and I do consider it yeah. different. Like, it's more like a secret a secret show for yeah, yeah. for the Acolytes. Yeah, no, so so far we have uh, a couple of patrons that we should be doing a shout-out for, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is actually something I've been thinking about. Yeah. So, what's the... What's the um, right way to do a shout out for patrons because we get their full name oh yeah and i never know like do pe do you do you refer to people by their full name i mean it's not like we say some say there's we have a patron and his name is jim i was trying to think of luke's surname i was <laughs> instead of like making up an example just giving a full name because <laughs> it'd be funny but uh no yeah let's say it's uh jim simmons yeah uh it's not like every anybody's going to hear us give a jim Sim, simmons a shout out and go oh well, i'm going to google him and see who he is you <laughs> yeah, know, I know yeah. like but it's yeah your paranoid thing yeah. but yeah i feel like you shouldn't be shouting no. a full names i don't know it's, i would go with first names or screen names 
Okay, so screen names. Uh, I, I was trying to think of like... Except for Luke, because he has a podcast. <laughs> his screen name. So, well, we, we should definitely be giving Luke a shout out, because not yeah. only is he a patron, he's our very first patron. He really? The, he was the first person... Well, because as well, it like I'd published the Patreon page, but hadn't actually like gave a link around. But I was like asked him, like I, I sent it. it to him to see what he thought of like the description and stuff, and then he fucking just became a patron. I was like, yeah, you bastard, because he's he's the man. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he's our, our first patron. So lovely, Luke. We should we should do something for him for that. That should be there should be a, an award for being the first patron. I think he should be our. Uh, first lieutenant of the acolytes or something like that yeah that's a good award because we don't have to do see our sergeant at arms or something um, he can be president of the uh norden chapter oh yeah that's true i think we already actually gave him that title you're definitely president of our your northern. your award is something we already gave you like two years yeah, we gave it so in advance. A me- is some meaningless gesture yeah. we already gave you uh, but he does his own podcast as well uh scapegoat podcast yeah yes. which it's worth a listen yeah I've, I've been on it i've done you've done some guests on it haven't you? three I, times Twice and three times. No, definitely. twice. Yeah, no, yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, definitely twice. <laughs> I was thinking of a third, but no, I'm doing. We, I was meant to go on another one. And I just had this moment where I was like, wait, did I do that already? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we also have like a bunch of others. Like uh, again, we Philip. Though, do we say surnames? I don't. Know. If, if if you're not ha- if you if you're like, hey, you know, you didn't say my full name on a shout out. Let me know. Let's uh, Philip, uh, Jasmine, Sam. Sam's a, a long-time listener, too. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. And Tex, another, he's a very long-time listener. He might be there since the very beginning. Tony is on our Discord. Oh, yeah. I'm blanking on usernames, but to- Tony's... Oh, yeah, AWOL. Yes, Something. yeah, yeah. He's AWOL on a bunch of numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's the man. And hold on a second, because we talked about this before. This only gives me, like, last month's list. Uh, Gavin is also... Oh yeah, a patron uh, Gavin Paul. So no surname, but middle name uh, uh, James. Yeah, did yeah. I say James? Oh, he's Jimmy on Discord. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I hope I'm not missing on Eric. Is actually Eric's on it oh, yeah. on Patreon too. For some reason, Eric's name isn't appearing on this list. But uh, Eric, Eric's actually Jesus Christ. He's a real long time listener. He's I know, really long. I, yeah, and like Eric's bought T-shirts and shit. Like yeah, yeah. So so we have a few dedicated uh, listeners, at least. Yeah, it's great to have. Uh, and I hope I'm not missing anyone. I'm just going by what Patreon yeah, yeah. is telling and, me And here. if you are joining us on Patreon, we have a specific uh, Discord room or mm. channel, I guess, which is just there's for a section. Patrons. Yeah, there's a section of Discord that like you it's don't even see patrons. until you... Yeah. Now, there's not many channels there yet, but we're going to yeah, add yeah. more to it because we want to like make it a more the, like the patreon podcast will be more of a yeah. a group effort I and, guess. I, and i think accidentally between us you'll nearly get one of us 24 7 on there yeah but i want to set up a channel on that server for like questions for the bonus podcast and stuff yeah, like yeah. that uh, yeah so i guess that's it there's not much more to be said other than uh have a nice insect apocalypse stay safe and be an insect an insect <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a bad survival. Like, be, if you be an insect, you're fucked. <laughs> be prepared. That's it. Be 
pas ça. <rire> <rire>